Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to your Rogue AI podcast. I am your host, Wildebeest, and I am joined by my friend with a new microphone today, Crazy. Heck yeah. Hello, everyone. How are y'all doing? I uh, finally got a mic now. <laughs> I feel a little bit yes. more professional now. This is the most ambitious podcast of them all so far. Yeah. Because we have gotten crazy hooked up with a dynamic microphone, complete with a boom arm and shock mount. So yeah. he is uh, now a professional streamer, uh, <laughs> seeing as he bought that no, with his Switch a, payout. <laughs> no, I just need a webcam. That's all I need now. Yeah, now that he's gotten over the uh, face reveal uh, fear, yeah, now all we're missing is a uh, webcam. Yes, sir. Fucking webcam. And yeah, man, it's been a, a couple of weeks at least since we've been with you guys, but we have not been holding out. We've been doing a lot of research, gamer news stuff, and yeah, we've been doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff as well. So, been so there was a showcase like uh like two weeks back that we were just writing shit of games out from just so. Yeah, we, just so we can talk about it here yeah, on the, at the podcast, end of episode twenty one, I believe was the was the last one we did. At the end of episode twenty one, we alluded to the fact we were going to be covering all of the summer games fest showcase uh, uh, games. games. The best I could say, there were a lot of showcases. Like, I don't know if they're all part of Summer Games Fest, but there were a lot of showcases all packed into that, like, well, seven to ten day period. We watched all Summer of Game them. Summer Games Fest did host it. So. Well, they were they were promoting them, so I guess they are part of Summer Games Fest. Yeah, we're going to get to those in just a bit. We've got a lot of games to talk about here. Yeah, a lot I mean, of them. a lot of them. So I, uh, I, I counted them. There's like over 50 games. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned so. for that, guys. But before we get started here, we're going to add some uh, Rogue AI news. We love to start with Rogue AI news. And our guest from episode 19, Cornish Games, not a good friend of ours, a content creator and streamer, and now the returning host of uh, MGN TV is now a part of Rogue AI Unleashed. We're going to be leaving his his links in the description as well as MGM TV. Please go and give him a follow and a sub yeah. on YouTube to both he and the MGN TV channels. He's been doing game reviews for the MGN TV channel. He's been oh, game reviews, streaming yeah. these games that he's reviewing over on his Twitch channel uh, at Cornish uh, Games. Not like on we'll Twitch. We're linking that as well. Yeah, we're going to be linking all of that in the description below. Please go and check him out. He really is a good, good friend of ours. He's, he's a hilarious. A he's hilarious, and when you've got to get in when he streams the scary games because yeah. man, it is comedy <laughs> gold. His reactions are fucking priceless. Watched, watched him game. streaming uh, the, the Backrooms 1998 found footage. It's a uh, horror game made in the uh, aforementioned found footage style. Mm -hmm. He's, oh. He claimed it gave him uh, Dungeon Nightmares 3 vibes. And for me, that game gave uh, Slender vibes. The way, the, sound, the, way the, sound, the sound was uh, designed in that game. Yeah. It just builds tension, and it reminded me so much of Slender and all of those uh, Spawn games that Slender kind of uh, started. Yeah. And it was a hoot. 
and I got to test some of my newly found editing knowledge, uh, hey, editing hey, a, a meme just... shot. If you guys were are following the Rogue Out Twitter at R R A I Unleashed, you guys may have seen some uh, meme edits on the Twitter account last week from the day that I learned to do video editing. One yeah, of yes, Cornish man. being scared in this game, followed by the new challenger approaching Splash from uh, Smash Bros. <laughs> and then uh, Mayor West from Family Guy getting into the shouting match with Stewie when he got traumatized. Uh, it was fucking hilarious. I love that edit. Yeah. Denny, uh, if you guys followed us as well, uh, he did a, a clip for me as well for TikTok. And he also edited a video for uh for his own channel about the origins of lamp. The origins of the lamp now available on the Wildebeest YouTube channel. Uh we'll leave that one in the description as well. It is a <laughs> two minute and twenty-six second masterpiece and a video that all connoisseurs of moth memes can enjoy. Anyone that enjoys the lamp will enjoy this video uh i 100% recommend it lamp <laughs> i love yeah. the lamp i was, wasn't fucking going crazy with those edits though He's yes like, cool. like i just sat down that day since uh i had like uh, a little bit of context here for the last like week or so i've been suffering with a uh, bit of a cold just been really just kind of sick in general yeah and while I was sick, I wasn't really doing much, and I just wanted to sit, set, like, set myself down and uh, get into some, uh, get into something that I've been meaning to do for a long time, which was uh, learning how to video edit at least to a uh, acceptable to level for me. Yeah. And I sat down, spent about three hours making that video, like with the script writing and uh narration included for that it took me a few tries to narrate because uh my nephews were screaming their heads yeah, off that na- day narrating is pretty <laughs> pretty difficult to do when you're recording video because sometimes yeah, you just and, mess up your wording as well so you have to restart yeah sometimes that even uh comes back to haunt the uh podcast itself any long time listeners may know that my nephews uh do love to be loud little shits i love them to death but man they can be loud and it is hard to edit around sometimes i can't really cut it out all the time but love those little boogers love them a lot but still i sat down and learned to edit and it was surprisingly fun the only thing is that it just kind of eliminates like any ability for you to really like sit down and listen to music or a podcast or something while you're doing the edits, unless you're just doing purely video stuff. Yeah. You have to do because yeah, yeah, because you have to go in and if you're like, if you're doing stuff like what I, what I did for the origins of lamp, you have to really go in and like, listen to the audio and sync it up in a proper yeah. fashion. You have to like, make sure your transitions are, on point. You know, fa- on point there like that they come in at the right time and that they uh swap over to the next uh piece or the next clip like at a fair bit i will say you, you did a good job though that was actually yeah weird. my magnum really opus of, go check uh, it out go check it out the best thing on my youtube channel by far 
Like, yeah. I don't even know if it's still up yet, but there. But before I learned how to video edit, I did make a candy tier list a long fucking time oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw it, yeah. That was, that was a uh, abomination of a video. I still, I still stand by my rankings on that tier list, by the way. But the audio editing wasn't there. There was no video editing. It was like fucking 2014 YouTube written all over it. Like, <laughs> just 2014 YouTube, man. Like, it was uh, it was atrocious looking back. Mm. When you pick up editing skills, you start to realize that... You start to realize that it, what you did before was probably not the best, but also not bad as well. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of why I've been a fan of, like, being a live streamer over the years. Because the format itself is less... Uh, Subject to editing, uh, editing, like, demanding. Less editing chops required, and yeah. and there's like you're more the the content is more raw and gives off a better feel. I'd say. Yeah. That's but why I've now always, that, I've now that I am also mildly proficient at video editing, I am going to be a force to be reckoned with. Whether it be my friends getting memed on or me oh, just making God. videos, uh, yeah, watch out for those guys. I'm oh, gonna be God. putting out random, like random videos that I feel. I did Better say at one point I wanted down. to do commentary, but I'm kind of still walking, walking the uh, tightrope for that one. This is good for you too, because you you've been wanting to get into like actual like YouTube. Yeah, I've been I've been wanting to do like YouTube for a while over streaming because my internet is kind of uh, inconsistent at times and doesn't allow me to maintain a four plus hour live stream at will. And sometimes my internet will cut out for five plus minutes at a time. And I've taken to calling it getting spectrum because they're the motherfuckers that cause it to happen. Spectrum, man. Even though I'm not a customer of theirs, it's them that does it, and it's been confirmed. So I just want to kind of uh, mm-hmm. like I just kind of want to you know move into YouTube in general. Yeah, I think I think YouTube for you is actually really good. You you're, you already know a little bit of editing. And more about it. I have a better idea of how the algorithm works on YouTube compared to Twitch, TikTok, any of the other platforms. I know how YouTube works a bit better than those other platforms. Literally, you know, I've said this before, Ying and Yang. I, I know more about live streaming than YouTube because I don't really get into YouTube. I try to content create over there. And I could still, you know, my next step from here is going to be uh, photo editing. Next, I'm going to be a Photoshop Ooh. master, and I'm going to make oh uh, my. I'm going to create my very own. I'm going to ve- make my very own moth memes that are like high quality. I know for a fact it's going to fucking meme on me. <laughs> Fuck off. If I don't meme on ramen first, yes. No. <laughs> meme on poor ramen first <laughs> poor ramen, yes. man. yeah ramen if you listen to this bro watch uh, out why I'm, why you're not here for the homies huh yeah <laughs> imagine ramen being here for the homies Damn, ramen. wouldn't be hey, me missing should... out on the homies like wouldn't be me <laughs> should i should i talk about it or no <laughs> um i mean I, like i told you before like uh 
If you guys are wondering what Crazy's asking me about here, uh, he went on a uh, date today, but it didn't go quite mm. as he expected. Uh, I told him before. <laughs> I told this man before we started the show that if he felt comfortable telling the story and he I mean, I'm, think I'm, that's going to come back to bottom in the ass, go for it. But uh, I mean, I'm not yeah. going to review any identities, obviously, because, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but well, what we'll say, though, Chad, is uh, so I went on a date today, Chad. Ed chat. Oh my god. I went on a date today. I've been live streaming so much. I'm sorry, viewers. But I went on a date today and uh it didn't go as planned. I was like I came in with with no expectations, right? And uh it was it went very well. We met at the park, we, we went to McDonald's, so we had a McDonald's date, technically. Yeah, this was that. on her suggestion as well. Like mm-hmm. Crazy had a She's plan to take her to the mall and yeah. do something like that and i said like, the mall sounds awesome to be honest and then crazy said uh she suggested mcdonald's so i guess we're doing that i said yeah that was like, a lot cheaper i was like so yeah i was like yeah she's, that, that's, she's, that's fine it's fucking cheap <laughs> if she's game go for that i guess and, uh, uh save your money we were we were talking the whole time like walking to mcdonald's and it was it felt not gonna lie a little bit one-sided in my part because i was trying to kind of cover i was trying to uh, what's the word conversate you're trying to foster conversation more yeah, so than and, she was yeah and, and well she was we were talking she actually did talk but i was trying to talk about anime and i to ask her like some of her backstory like about college and shit like that you know the usual you know like the usual when we got to McDonald's. Talk stuff that you ask first dates like uh you know like you know stuff like uh what kind of hobbies do you like uh do you yeah. watch shows? Do you play video games? Do whatever. Yeah, just just general. Stuff. And what yeah. crazy is gonna tell you guys next? Shocked is gonna uh, shock you guys as uh, much God. as it shocked me. I hope I hope no one Drop gets offended by anything I say. By the way, but uh, we were at McDonald's. We got to McDonald's. We sat down. We were talking. I talked to her about uh, anime, more anime, because I wanted to know like stuff about like Dragon Ball or what she liked. And uh, she uh, she said she asked me a question that I was really not expecting. <laughs> uh, she oh, asked me uh, hey uh, what are your thoughts on abortion and it just straight up dropped it and I was like in my head I was like huh because I, I didn't want to seem rude and then I answered it then she asked me about pride and she also asked me about politics like wh- which side I go through and which side I'm on and I, I answered them as well and then uh, it got really silent we really didn't talk she was texting but for the most most of the time, and I was uh I was sexing well. <laughs> how uh how shocked I was, and how uh how Cra- what, what should I say? I was like, like crazy. Just, just te- like uh, flabbergasted. I guess you could say. I am yeah, go going to uh, rip into some uh, DMs here. Let's see. <laughs> go for it, sir. Let's see. I'm going back over here. Because it's, it's going to be, see, before the date, I was just said, you'll be fine. Just be yourself and not, not that one idiot you always see on TikTok that you complain about. And then Crazy <laughs> said, be a DJ and got it. And I said, DJ, but not deviant. But with the okay hand. Yeah. All right. You can, just, then, you can just scroll down. And then Crazy, yeah. I'd say about, let's see, about two o'clock in the afternoon, this man texts and says, she's very shy, lol. And then about 15 minutes, this man says, so, uh, yikes. I said, 
Lamel, you blew it, didn't you? With a face palm. And then Gracie said no. She's just very, very political, kicked up you, and I'm not political at all, you know? And I said, Oh, how does she react to you saying that you that you do you know you don't do politics? And this man said she asked the questions about abortion and his views. And then Crazy also pitched in. She said she finds it upsetting that some people don't say they aren't involved in politics because they are a part of our lives. That statement right there just fucking made me. Well, like, she said it somewhere like that. I don't know. Physically exactly recoil. Like was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> and then I said in my head, I'm like, yeah, after today, I'm going to come back. Because. <laughs> Well, I respect everyone's values and what they want to do and their opinions. Uh, I, I'm not a political person. Uh, everyone who I've ever been with knows this. I'm not a political person at all. And uh, so I was like, yeah. And, and then so by that time, we were just talking. We didn't really talk. I asked her. I told Will, well, I, I think change of scenery would be nice. So I asked her, hey, do you want to go back to the park? And uh, she said, yeah, let me just finish my drink. Then she hit me with the... Uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, we should be in a relationship. We should just remain friends. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. She's like, I don't want it to sound mean or anything. I got, I got super fucking awkward. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. And uh, then she told me that her parents uh, roam around here a lot, so she doesn't want them to be, be. She doesn't want to be seen with a guy. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I just left. So that that was like my cue. Okay, I gotta, I gotta leave. Then I'm just gonna dip. And I did. And then I call I fucking called Will and I told him about it and I'm like, bro, what the fuck just happened? And <laughs> like, and, and if this girl ever listens uh, to this, I just want to state: if this girl ever listens to this, no hate. Uh, you were, uh, you were a sweetheart. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to actually talk to me and get to know me. And there's no bad feelings. I'm just not a very political person, and I hope, I hope it goes well for you. You know. That and that the funny part, the funniest part about all of this, though, I'm going forward in our DMs here. Crazy <laughs> says, "If this, I miss a uh, person who shall not be named inserted here." And then yeah, I said, "Oh well, yeah, them. I'd miss them too if I had to go through that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just said that. I'm like, I miss this person because uh, this fucking date was not not the best. I, I and then I told I had, I told had a better crazy experience. thinking that she was that he was still on the date. I just said, show her some moth memes and see what she says. And I said, better yet, show her my origins of a lamp video. <laughs> he was like, I dare you. I'm like, I bet. Send me the link. And he yeah. sent me the link, but I left by then. <laughs> but then I was yeah. already out the door. That's when I called him. SMH, man. That was uh, not how I expected that date for crazy to go. No, I, I didn't expect it to go that way either. But hey, hey it happens. At least, at least we know now. At least. That, that's what dates are for, I guess, to get to know someone and see if they're compatible with you or not. Yeah, I told, and then I related the crazy. I said, "Hey, man, at least you have, at least your worst date hasn't scaled up to where my worst date has been." But for the sake of uh, everyone's lunch, I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, go into not, how that. Not, went. not going to don't go into. It. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna go into that one. But I've made crazy laugh so fucking hard in the uh, Uber back home. But again, to, to the person, uh, if, if you ever listen to this, no hate to you. I hope everything goes well for you. How did, that, wait, how did your Uber driver uh, feel about that story I was telling? Did they, uh, did they hear that? No. No. Like I was, when I, when I, when I uh, got out of the car with you and read what I uh, 
I was already I I was waiting for my ride. So. Ah, you weren't in the car yet. No, I was in feels the car. Well, the car got here, but I wasn't in the car yet. No. Feels bad. But I guess we're gonna segue from Crazy's uh, awkward <laughs> date <laughs> and tell another story of something that's uh, that's uh, another development since uh, we've last done the podcast. Uh, the Sockle Frontier released uh, went two Wednesdays oh. ago at this point. Go here, we go. Uh-huh. and. This was a game I was very excited about for a long time. This was the game I fucking nearly, nearly fucking flipped my desk over after the Game Awards because Steam removed it from my wish list for no reason. Yeah. And I managed to find it again, add it to my wish list, participated in the closed beta, had a lot of problems with bugs, and said, okay, I'm going to give it, I'm going to wait until uh, the game releases. And give it another try and see if it works better. And version 1.0, Chef's Kiss, fucking beautiful. It works very, mm-hmm. very beautifully. Yeah, you tell me, but, about uh, it. tell me how you enjoyed it as well. I played with a, fr- I played with our good friend Cornish Games, not because uh, he's been involved in the process since Alpha mm-hmm. of that game's development, mm-hmm. yep. and. He and I managed to uh, have a VoIP mm. encounter with another streamer that I yeah. ended up wiping their entire squad because they killed Cornish. And we ended up finding this person's stream after the game. And mm. we introduced ourselves and said GG. And after the fact, I'd say probably about a day or two later, I went, I saw that she was streaming a different game, came back through, and just sat there for a while because I wanted to see how the uh, stream was. I like always like checking out new content creators. And she asked me if I could give her her gear back in game, and she seemed nice enough from the time that we came in after the uh, interaction originally in- occurred. Mm-hmm. That I said, yeah, sure, next time you get on, uh, I'll jump in and and uh, give stuff back, but the the worst part was was that the one point one patch released for the game before I got to join join this oh, person. Yeah, yeah. By the way, which I will name drop now that we're deep this deep in the story. This person is uh, goes by Gothic Snow Angel on Twitch. She is an absolute <laughs> sweetheart and probably one of the most wholesome. Uh, People I've found on Twitch. She is very awesome. Yeah. Unironically. And Crazy, after, like, after I introduced Crazy to her, mm-hmm. because she was streaming when Crazy was uh, live one night, and Crazy needed a uh, host. A raid. I need a raid. And Crazy needed someone to host. And I said, hey, uh, I said, hey, host her. She's really sweet. It's crazy nice met her as well. And Crazy pops into my DMs during the stream that he raided. And said, Will, how the fuck do you find the most wholesome people on Twitch? Yeah, being the, the degenerate you are. <laughs> and I just say, uh, uh, I don't know how. Uh, and Crazy said, nah, first Necro and now her. How? Shout out to Necro. <laughs> and Necro's very wholesome as well. Yo, actually, shout out to Necro, though, real quick. He he made me uh, an Ultra Instinct Moth emote. Yeah. Uh, fucking goaded for that. Thank you, Necro. If you're listening to this, I appreciate you. But uh, back to the story, well, how, uh, how was the cycle? <laughs> uh, cycle, yeah. So yeah. I jumped in as I jumped into 
some games with uh, her and a, another friend of hers that was in the party the first time when we met each other. Yeah. In game. And instantly, right away, all of the bugs that were present in closed beta 2 reared their ugly heads once again to ruin my day. And this is after, like, the 1.0 patch, by the way. This is 1.1. Like, like, I was going nuts in my own head. Like, sitting there about to flip my fucking desk, but trying also to be very nice because I'm playing with new friends and I don't want to be cringe. Mm -hmm. So, it was a very, very exhausting evening playing Cycle that day. And, oh my gosh. The bugs. So, like, one bug, that, the one that makes me the maddest in this game, and I'm just going to go ahead and air it out here on the podcast because their forms of bug reporting are not viable in the slightest. That's all I've got to say. Their Discord or their Reddit. Yeah, well, it is not really the right place to be posting uh, bug reports. And I'm not even going to dive into that, or we'll be here for another 30 minutes talking about yeah, that. It was, it was really bad. That's how we're going to But this bug that makes me so mad is a rendering bug. And basically, this bug, ha- like, you will walk up on a portion of the map where your textures will look like PS1 era textures, and they will not be lined up properly with the rest of the textures collision-wise. Yeah. And when you walk on these textures, your character bounces up and down like they're trying to clip through a fucking wall of Super Mario 64 backwards long jump style. In simple, in simple and it's form, nauseating. It's it wasn't nauseating. the 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 texture was not rendering at all for Will. Like yes. at all. It was just it was glitching out and just not rendering. And uh he couldn't move or do anything because you know the fucking texture wasn't rendering at all. And and I don't know why. Bro- yeah, the collision's broken, and the texture rendering itself was broken. Yeah. This bug is very aggravating. It makes me really, really mad. And then the other bugs that were making me mad was the fact that one of your three core items in Cycle would not render in correctly, whether that would be your <laughs> weapon, <laughs> your knife, or your pickaxe. Or any item in the game you can equip, basically, would not render incorrectly. And I have screenshots to prove this as well, that you can hold a stem in your hand and shoot bullets out of it. You can hold a knife in your hand and aim down the sights like a gun and shoot bullets out of a knife. I, I I have the knife gun and the stem gun. This is like peak memes as far as like bugs go. But in a game is in a format of game such as uh, Sokol or Tarkov, not being able to shoot your freaking guns or collect materials properly or even traverse the map even gets aggravating. And there's only one bug in Escape from Tarkov that rivals this one. And all you have to do to not encounter that bug is pick. Don't pick up a pump shotgun off of a scav. Yeah. yeah. It's literally the yeah. only bug, only game-breaking bug in Tarkov that I know of can be countered by not picking up pump shotguns, which is easy. That means you can load into the game, play your entire game, and not have a chance at all of encountering these bugs. 
But with cycle patch 1.1 and above, I'm assuming, because I've tried this as late as yesterday, the game is still broken for me, and it's just not fun anymore. Yeah, I don't know why the patch is straight up broke. The game for but, you. Really- but shout out to the cycle though. I got to meet a new friend, a very nice person. And honestly, yeah. the adventures devs? we've had with... Respectfully, though, Cycle Devs, uh, fix your shit. That is all. Yeah, yeah. Respectfully, fix your shit. And when you do fix your shit, I will reverse my negative Steam review of your game. Because I know you guys are not reading the bug reports in your Discord server. And the only thing you're paying attention to is the negative Steam reviews, which you guys have cried ad nauseum about on every platform. So, uh, yeah, fix your shit. I will fix my Steam review when you fix your game. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all. But I got to, we got to meet uh, our friend God through that, and I'm very grateful for that, yeah, at God, least, I, I suppose. She's one of the most yeah, wholesome people ever. And when I say the most wholesome people ever, she was told about Amaranth's stream oh, by God. one of her viewers in Twitch chat. And later that night, after she stopped streaming, she went and found Amaranth's stream and was enthralled, not by the booba like most people, or the wacky stunts that Amaranth is doing while displaying the booba, but because Amaranth's dog is in the corner, she was like fixated on the dog. And it was the most wholesome and hilarious mm. thing ever to me. I love the fact that she was only invested in Amaranth's stream because, because of, of the, the dog. dog. Yeah. Because of That's the so dog. It, that made me giggle. Fucking amazing. But big shout out to Goth. I'm gonna leave her gonna leave her link in the description for her Twitch. If you guys wanna check her out and uh and uh, say hello. She is uh, Finnish, but she speaks English for streams because it it's, it's usually easier to reach people that way on Twitch. If you don't speak a language, if you speak a language that isn't English or Spanish generally, it's easier to reach people using one of those two languages on Twitch yep. for the most part. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable. And she streams pretty regularly, but not on a set schedule. So yeah, if you see her live, yeah, give her a follow. If like she, I do. She streams whenever she wants. If she's live, uh, go and say hello. I believe she's got some horror streams planned. If you guys like scary games, uh, give her give her a look and she's stay tuned for that. So far, which is really cool. Yeah, she's she's just been having fun with uh, all of the horror games. So. Yeah, definitely give her give her a look, uh, give her a follow, and go and say hello for us. Uh, tell her that the Rogue Out podcast sent you if you do manage to tune in. And that's pretty much all we got to say there. And now we can jump into some of this YouTube and Twitch news, I suppose. These are the quick beats that we're going to get into before we you wanna, jump into the You want to talk about stuff. the ad incentive first? Because I have, I have the email up now. Yeah, so recently, as of, uh, I believe, the other day, or not even the other day, but as of, I think, the 15th, 
June 15th, yeah. Yeah, as of the 15th, Twitch has announced uh, new ad incentives. And what they're basically doing now is that they're going to be offering people that run three plus minutes of ads per hour new ad incentives, whereas instead of you getting a $3.50 set CPM for ads, you mm-hmm. will get 55% of the base revenue of the ad itself, which in turn will it will give you a uh, base revenue s- share increase on ads of 50 to 150%, which sounds good in, pro- in, like, in, in paper. Theory. In paper. It sounds good on paper, but your boy did some math over here, and I am going to enlighten you guys. I am going to school you guys on some good old maths. Oh, God, maths. And I could be totally wrong here. I could be totally wrong here, but I double-checked this and made sure that I didn't goof this up because I posted it on Twitter as well. And... This all comes from personal data, so I got this. I extrapolated this data from my own Twitch channel during the thirty-one during a thirty-one hour stream that I pulled a couple of weekends ago, right after the release of episode twenty-one, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can talk about that another day. If if we do, we'll be here all day. (laughs) Yeah, but during this thirty-one hour stream, your boy stream to eight concurrent viewers on average and streamed with 45 seconds of ads per hour, which is four times less than Twitch's three minutes that they want. And I made $2 in ad revenue for that stream with 45 seconds of ad time. If you multiply the ad time per hour by four, you'll get $8 of base revenue per you know, for per thirty one hours. For thirty one hours, yeah. For eight concurrent viewers. And if you're assume and then you're assuming Twitch is giving you the hundred and fifty percent revenue split increase for those eight concurrent viewers at three minutes of ad time per hour, that'll be twenty that'd be like that yeah, that's twenty dollars in revenue for that thirty one hours. For eight concurrent viewers, and that means you're making sixty-five cents per hour streamed of ad revenue. And that means if you want to make a hundred dollars in ad revenue and get your Twitch payout every month at eight concurrent viewers, you are going to need around a hundred and fifty-five hours streamed in the month. Yeah. yeah, that is absolutely dog shit, bro. Yeah, like really that is the ridiculous. worst. That is the worst I've ever seen. And there's, I'm assuming they're making this like announcement to try to like, uh, to try to get people. Yeah, they're obviously doing get it people, to get more people to run They're trying ads. to pull ads. They're trying to run more ads. That's what I hosted a poll on Twitter to which 27 people voted. I didn't really promo this too many, like too much. But I posted a poll and 27 voters, 18 of which voted and said, F ads, like, fuck ads, all my homies hate ads. 
And the other 33% said that sounds neat. And this was before I posted my math yeah. on the entire deal. So this is obviously a way to get people to run more ads. This yeah, would be, and this would be like the whole stick between the, behind this is three minutes of ad time per hour is not a big deal. But the fact that you have to automate it is the biggest piece of shit problem of this entire ordeal. Do you agree with me on that one? Yeah. Because I would totally be down to run three minutes of ad time per hour. If I can control when I run that ad time and I can say, all right, guys, I'm going to go take a shit. I'm about to run three minutes worth of ads for y'all. Y'all keep yourselves busy. Just uh, stay tuned while I take a shit, I guess. Okay. And then run the ads. And go take a shit or get water or eat. Like it's or not even like 30 seconds. Get up and stretch. Minutes. Yeah, like three, three minutes. Like if, if you're doing it like that or if I can do it like between Tarkov raids and say, all right, guys, I'm going to go eat or like go get a bite to eat, get a drink, stretch, take a shit, a whatever. Okay, yeah. Or yeah, like it wouldn't be a big deal if I could choose one to do this. But since you're forcing this, I can be like my viewers can be missing out on some clutch gamer moments or something really fucking funny that we're talking about. Like, what if I'm telling that story about my worst date ever on stream (laughs) and I start getting into the juicy parts of the story and And then the fucking ad comes up and a three minute ad break kicks off. And then when it's done. Everyone's just going, bro, I can't fucking believe you just said that. And oh my God and shit. Like, dude, it's like. This is exactly why I'm not changing my ad manager to three minutes per hour. I have 45 seconds and it's going to stay that way because at least that Mine's way. Mine's at 30. I can, I can get. 30 uh, seconds. I can get like uh, pre-rolls turned off. For one, like, you know, 30 minutes every, like, about 30 minutes 30 every minutes two every hours. hours yeah. Because uh, it that. hits it hits the uh, threshold for the pre-rolls to get turned off every two hours. Yeah. And that it, even that in itself was a, uh, was a experiment, and it's not been a but very fruitful one. Obviously, you can fair. see that they're trying to push ads. Like that—that's really the, the real thing that they're trying to do here. Yeah, not like, trying to help uh, affiliates. They're trying to fucking push ads. And I'm, I'm just being honest here, Twitch. That that's what you're doing. Come on, no, you like, can't lie to the people. It's just Fine. absolutely dreadful, bro. Like, no, it really is. Yeah. Man, it's just fucking dreadful. Like, every time I think about it, man, I just want to go turn the ad scheduler off. Like, yeah. Like, it's just bad. Like, give us the choice to, like, manually roll Manually do it, yeah. Like, I will, like, I will consider it if I get the chance to manually trigger the ads. You guys got the data. You guys can fucking see when I'm triggering the ads. What's the point of making me forcefully, forcefully automatically do it automatically, like automate yeah. it when i can do this manually you guys can see okay i've got this many minutes of ad time per hour you know and give it like a grace number of like point fucking you know point one 
like you know like like a fucking six minutes like six minutes or or like yeah, six seconds or something like grace period or something you know you know in case you end the stream before the next like automatic one would have went off yeah because that happens sometimes but like literally you can do that you can have pe- let people do that on their own let people choose and it's not a big deal because then people can you know then the streamers can say hey viewers i'm going to get a you know get a drink uh stand up and stretch uh fix my webcam or cuz the this readout the subs, viewers no, like readouts like, res- like readout subs or whatever doing it manually is, is obviously better cuz then you could just do it like when you're, like, when you're going yeah, to you break can, and shit yeah you can just do like i'm re- you can just do like i'm reading out resubs getting a drink uh standing up and whatever and then run the ads during that Instead of having your street like having your chat miss the best moments, yeah, yeah. and and also encourages something that I recommend people doing during their streams as well, which is actually getting up and taking a little break every now and then. Yeah. Because I ran a thirty-one hour marathon stream, and let me tell you, <laughs> taking those like little like little breaks here and there is essential to keeping yourself alive during that. Yep. Especially if you did some of the wacky shit I did during that stream, you need to get out of your fucking chair and walk out of your room sometime. Oh God, yeah, I remember the fucking, the fucking uh, ghost that we need to get to. Yeah. See, I didn't want to talk about the 31-hour stream, but if you guys are wondering, I did a 31-hour charity stream to help our friend Larry, a.k.a. Animus X. Yeah. And... He was in danger of losing his place to live, and he didn't have a lot of time to raise money to correct that. So Crazy and I took it upon ourselves to do a fundraiser stream yeah, to try fundraiser. to raise as much money as we could. And we had $25 increments of uh, of rewards to go along with uh, along the way. And one of those happened to be me eating the Pocky one chip challenge with a shot of hot sauce. And, uh, wouldn't you know it, we got a hundred dollar donation. Shout out to our friend Courtney, who's a absolute baller. Yeah. Thank you, Court. And, uh, yeah, I ate that one chip and drank the shot of hot sauce to down it. And let me tell you, my mouth, (laughs) My stomach and my butthole were on fire multiple <laughs> times throughout the stream. And there were more than one instance. There was more than one instance of your boy rubbing his fucking eyes with his hands afterwards. And yeah, I literally had thing. to get up and walk away to go ru- like run water in my fucking eyeball. Yep. And like make sure I'm like like deep cleaning my hands to stop this from happening again. Like, it was... I had to take breaks during that stream. Like, little breaks where I got away, got up and walked out of the room. I had to. Yeah. And those are perfect times to run ads when I'm walking away from my PC to go and uh, shit my brains out. Those are perfect times to run ads, Twitch. Let me choose. Yeah, Twitch, come on. Let me fucking choose when to run the ads, Twitch. Don't force me to run the ads when you want to. I will run them when I want to. And you can reward me if I fulfill this 
fulfilled the right criteria after the fact instead of saying, hey, turn on our annoying-ass automatic ad feature. Yeah. But, yeah, that's enough about the uh, ad incentive program. We got a couple more non-gamer yeah. topics. We've, we're already 44 minutes in. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, we, might as well do two, we might as well do two podcasts at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, we might as well do two at this point. But yeah. then again, we can talk about the – we can speed run the gamer news and talk about the best ones. Yeah. Because it's, not yeah, all so. of these games – We're not going to talk about all of them. We're just going to – I feel like some, some of, of these games run. didn't. And then we have uh, G Fuel firing a lot of partner managers and employees and allegedly calling them slurs in meetings. Yeah, which is... Uh, when you told me about this, I was like, huh? And also banning the uh, G Fuel partners in Twitch chat as well. Yeah. When they went to went into a uh, G Fuel stream that one of their, like, executives was hosting... They went into one of the, like their G Fuel partner went into one of these streams that they were hosting for whatever reason that they had planned to ask questions and they were banned from chat already. Crazy to think that you're banning your actual partner. This paired with G Fuel's recent uh, split from with Face Clan, who is like the contributor to like some of G Fuel's most popular flavors. Kind of has me scratching my head and wondering, is this the end for G Fuel? Yeah, yeah. You said to like, I'm wondering, yeah, is this the beginning of the end of G Fuel? Or are these other small energy brands going to take over? Yeah, because obviously, I'm just going to straight out say there's better energy energy drinks than G Fuel. I'm just going to... Uh, by the way, uh, energy <laughs> drink companies, if you yeah, guys are by the way, to this... Yeah, yeah. Rogue AI Unleashed and Rogue AI Podcast are looking for some sponsors. So, if, if you wanna, you wanna let us know. Hit one us up. Hit one of us up and let us know. It's your boy up. Uh, my lines open. We're down. We're fucking down. <laughs> Just hit us up. Yeah, hit us. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, like I've never been a fan of G Fuel myself. Like uh, I tried it back in the day. I tried it once, I believe, but I, I was never really a big fan either. I, I, I like. I tried uh, it back in 2016. I prefer uh, I actually. For W. I have like like the ones I've tried. I've tried. Uh, I tried G Fuel. I tried Gamer Subs. I loved Gamer Subs. Yeah, Gamer Subs. Gamer Subs is very tasty. Like, their stuff is top tier, and I'd love to, like, hear from GamerSubs one day. Imagine. Mm, hey, GamerSubs hit us up, you know? <laughs> but it's just like, get, like, G Fuel, I feel like they're, you know, they're coming at a crossroads here where they've, you know, they're, they've gotten so big, and these other, ga- like, energy companies have risen up as well. As like in their like in in their places, that G Fuel doesn't really have the capital to pay all these employees that they have when the other companies are taking a big market share out of what they've got going. It's like how Coca Cola used to be the biggest fucking thing forever yeah. until about the like right in the mm-hmm. mid to late eighties. There's a video from uh, Imp Lemon on YouTube about New Coke that really like example like explains this really well how coke was the biggest fucking piece of the market share like you know regular coca-cola 
yeah. was the biggest piece of the market share in the soft drink industry until the mid to late 80s where Pepsi started coming in alarmingly fast for mm-hmm. their spot as well as uh, other Coke products as well. Yeah. You know, like like Coke cherry and stuff, you know, as opposed to like just regular Coke. And that's why they came through with new Coke. But is G Fuel going to pull their own new Coke though? That's, that'd be fucking hilarious, I guess. Uh, t- only time will tell. No, only, only time will tell what happens to G Fuel, honestly. Cause I don't know what they're doing. I, I really don't know what the fuck they're, they're, their management and, is going on or what they're trying to accomplish with, with doing all this. And then we've got uh, something in Warner Brothers news. Uh, I guess crazy might be. I I, I suppose crazy as a Warner Brothers fan wouldn't really be happy that they have to deal with this. But as a person that loathes the Snyderverse and the DC Extended Universe, crazy might kind of be a fan of like, you know, their decision there. The Ezra Miller is a piece of shit and Mm -hmm. has been removed in future castings as The Flash from the DC Extended Universe movies, a.k.a. the Snyderverse. And that doesn't look good for the DCEU. No, at at all. Or for for Ezra Miller. If you think about it, Ezra Ezra Miller or The Flash was generally the face of the DCEU now because... Superman, no Superman. Batman, Ben Affleck doesn't want to be in the role anymore, understandably. And uh, you just see it doesn't really look good anymore because Ezra Miller is fucking up badly, like really badly, you guys. Badly, like it's so bad. And uh, so Warner Bros. has to make a difficult decision. Do they keep Ezra Miller and get fucking canceled? Like canceled? Or do do they... uh? just get out this is his last film with uh this is their last film with them and they uh they they take him out of the they take uh, Ezra Miller out of the role and uh the the reportedly is the report is is they likely aren't gonna keep him keep Ezra Miller anymore and uh I think what Warner Bros has just had a really difficult situation to deal with here because yeah, I, feel like, is, I, feel like as, uh, I feel like anybody that's not a lore master is not going to understand why Ezra Miller is getting so much flack and why WB on, you know, in that in his stead is getting so much flack over this. Ezra Miller, uh, I think in 2020 was was uh, arrested once and was already you know caused some backlash that year. Yeah, but as of late, he's been really on a fucking tear. Uh, in April, he was. Hold on, just a moment. And I forgot what is uh, what happened in April, but uh, he's been they've been on a really fucking roach. Uh, they've been on a roll, and uh, so now most reports are just saying Warner Bros. is not gonna, not gonna cast Ezra Miller anymore because. Uh, some some of them are saying the only reason he's being in the Flash is because they want to get their money back because they put in two hundred million dollars into the Flash and, movie yet released. Yeah, I apologize, so. I had to uh, talk to my brother there for a moment. Uh, didn't really expect that, but oh, you're fine, you're fine. But what Ezra Miller's been up to lately 
in April, in two different instances, he was uh, he was uh, apprehended by police for assault or or battery and or battery. Yeah. In Hawaii, he was going on some drunken rampages there, starting fights with people at bars. And then it came out over the last uh, two months here, being May and June, that he's had protective orders placed against him legally in courts by the parents of two different minors for uh, some very risque, uh, uh, for some very risque encounters involving Ezra Miller and the child in question. One is a now 18-year-old girl who was allegedly under, who was under 18 at the alleged time of uh, this encounter. Mm -hmm. And the newest case uh, that was literally brought within four days ago of now was 12 and is 12. So. No, no, no. So they're seeking, the, the parents are seeking a protection against Enzo Miller because they met when he when she, uh, the the girl was twelve. Now she's eighteen. Oh yeah, that is yeah. Uh, very that's very yikes, man! Like what the fuck? Because uh, I'm looking at the IGN article now. It says, uh, and I'm just gonna quote this because uh, allegations. I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, it says uh, this is happening just days after the North Korean travel. Court issued a protective order against Miller due to allegations that Miller had groomed an 18-year-old beginning at age 12. That's uh, what I just said. And I, I was, I'm looking at the article now. But yeah, that's a Fucking very yikes, yikes accusation there. And I, I, can, I mean, for somebody portraying the Flash in a movie, he sure is trying to Im- impress people with how fast he can get fucking canceled and thrown in prison. Like, he is really trying to show off that he's the Flash off camera by yeah. showing how quickly he can get in trouble. Yeah. And it really seems that way, man. Like, what Honestly, the fuck? If, if Ezra Miller gets fired, I, I fully fucking support Warner Bros.'s decision on that. Like, obviously. Because uh, Ezra Miller's been fucking on a roll with these accusations, man. It's fucking crazy to think about it. It's like... I this is why this is why it's so just I don't know it's just really it's really shocking to think about cuz you you see all these fucking actors being actors and you don't know what they're doing behind the behind the screen or behind the scenes and then they they come out with this and you you realize like damn well some of these motherfuckers are shitty as hell but yeah, yeah. just kind of uh Gives you a perspective. Kind of, I guess you could kind say. of makes you think. Like, is there something to being famous that uh, makes you uh, predatory towards yeah. between, but towards children? Yeah, it just because it not only happens in the in Hollywood, but it happens on you know like with platforms like YouTube and Twitch as Happened well. On Twitch, yeah, as well. I mean, in instances where even we have noticed closer to, you know, like closer to us, where people that aren't even popular at all will just straight out turn out to be uh, degenerates to the fucking worst extent. Holy shit, bro. Yeah, you just fucking, you gotta be fucking careful out there. And speaking of degenerate and deranged shit. Uh, another piece of t- uh, news that we've got on the board here 
was the stalker of Amaranth that flew from Estonia, which is in Eastern Europe, for those of you that uh, don't know geography, all the way to Houston, <laughs> Texas, and proceeded to stalk her, live streaming the entire ordeal, internet forgiving, on Twitch for 44 days straight. 44 fucking days. I was so surprised when I saw that. I was like, what? And, like, like, needless to say, he's not stalking Amaranth anymore. I believe he's been deported, if I'm not, if I'm not uh, mistaken. But this man sold all of his earthly possessions and flew out to Texas just to uh, meet Amaranth IRL. And he ended up staking out by her uh, P.O. PO box and, like, following her around. What the fuck, dude? Like, trying to follow her around. And it was just honestly fucking disturbing to know that people can be that deluded and fucking crazy on Twitch. And it's just a fucking, like, oh my god, bro. It's just so fucking disturbing. Yes, is to know, careful. Yeah, to know that people are willing to fly halfway across the fucking world to uh, sit out by your P.O. box and follow you back home to, I, I don't know, rape and kill you? Like, I don't know what he had planned. Like, luckily, Amaranth is a very successful woman and ha- has uh, armed security outside her place. As a smart businesswoman really smart. such as that, herself would. Such a smart move. Yeah, cre- like, you know. Credit with credit, like, dude. She's a really is, good. She's a really good business person. Yeah. As many qualms as people may have with her uh, li- content and her live streams, that woman does have a good amount of business savviness about her. Like, you cannot. Like, dis- I want to reiterate, cannot- I-, I don't support her as a person, but I can respect her as a business woman. I support her as a person, just not as a content creator. <laughs> well, well, yeah, th- that's essentially what I'm going for. I don't support her as a content creator, away. but hey, she's got she's out there getting that bread though. As a business smart person, as a business very, person, like God yeah, dang. as a business as a fellow business person, yeah. if I had big hooters, I would totally be on on the <laughs> same same uh, team. So yeah. It's something that else, man. It's crazy to, to think. think about that someone sold everything, their belongings, just to go see a stranger that's uh had fucking another like miles away just to stalk him and just I don't know what he had planned, but damn, that is that's fucking insane to think about. Like it is. Just at, like enough. This is not the only instance of stalkers going on the deep end yeah. with stuff. I've seen stuff where where these people were out. Well, IRL stream snap uh, streamers. Like when they like walk, like they'll take the camera with them to like go check their mail or something. Mm-hmm. Right, oh. and they will literally have the camera pointed at the floor, right? while they're walking to not like reveal their surroundings just so chats what you know just so they can keep their stream running while they go check their mail yeah. like a female streamer if they live in an apartment complex there are motherfuckers that will count the amount of steps you walk up and down each way 
and then try to like they will like use like sounds or echolocate you somehow by surrounding sounds to what building you live in and know what floor you live on just by how many steps you walk up and down. I've seen that shit before. And mm. bro. And oh my God. My so, so a, a little, a little update on the whole <laughs> Ezra Miller incident, uh, Grant Morrison, who was one of the, as a comic book writer for, uh, he wrote some stuff for the justice league. Obviously, uh, he came out and talked about, uh, the Ezra Miller incident and uh, said uh, Ezra cut off contact from pretty much everyone for a while. It's not the person they were. They weren't aggressive in any way. I just thought Ezra was a super intelligent kid with so many talents. So all I can say is that I didn't see that side in any way with them. So that, that's what Grant Morrison said about uh, Ezra Miller and their uh, crazy accusations that are going on. But yeah, that's just a little update yeah, that I like, wanted to put out. Yeah, it's just kind of nuts, man. Like all of that mm. shit going. Yeah, just just wanted to put and out. At this point, I'm convinced we should just run two episodes of the podcast this week, and uh, yeah, we can do that. Do all the gamer news in one because this next story has a lot of layers to it. I feel mm. like th- like this story is go is going to be deep upon deep upon deep because this one has not stopped in any way like this story is ongoing as well and if you guys are wondering what story i'm talking about i'm talking about the quantum tv versus act man and act man versus youtube arcs that have been quite going on for quite a long time like it is absolutely absurd i'm gonna try to pull up an article and a somewhat recent article here to see if I can find anything, but a lot of these like news outlets like uh esports and all of them have really just kind of stopped covering it. But man, this thing this like yeah, this bottle opens and just fucking does not stop pouring when it comes to drama. Yeah. yeah. Looking, trying to find an article. Mm. And this is some wild shit. So, Quantum TV is a tech review channel uh, on YouTube that occasionally does uh, reviews of, like, other medium as well, like video games and etc., etc., and he made a review for Elden Ring that a lot of people weren't really uh, the biggest fans of. And and with that being said, the act man, who is a video game reviewer by trade on YouTube, decided to make a video mocking the review by Quantum TV as a lot of other YouTubers did as well at the time. And Quantum TV decided to DMCA strike the Actman's video, claiming that it wasn't fair use, and YouTube removed it, as they do. Yep. And the Actman got kind of uh, mad because his video got removed, and 
it got, you know, held for review and he has to go through the whole copyright system on YouTube as well. So he just started venting about it on Twitter, as a lot of people do. And this kind of turned into a beef between Quantum TV and the Actman. Seeing as uh, how you generally do a uh, DMCA, like com- how you reverse a DMCA complaint with YouTube, is that if you if you uh, can if you contest that with YouTube, they will reinstate the video on the terms that you send your information to the other party so that if they want to legally file a like actual lawsuit against you, they have the means to do so and YouTube's not involved, right? Mm. That's how they that's how they work these things. And the Actman obliged, he sent Quantum TV his information and got his uh video put back in, I guess, and the the thing is that I like Quantum TV decided to dox the Actman, as well as uh, sending a threatening and intimidating text to his family members using the data that he got from the uh, from the appeal, oh, like from the appeal. the appeal to find his family's information and started sending messages to his family as well about the situation which is kind of fucked up to be honest uh act man's family wasn't involved in any of that i don't know why quantum tv decided hey let's uh text his mom and stuff like like what the fuck is this second grade i'm gonna tell your mom that you fucking hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. like what yeah yeah (laughs) Like, this is a second grade, bro. Fucking grow up. Like, like settle this like a man. Fucking take it straight to act, man, and fucking tell him how you feel. You've got his information. Tell him how you feel. Call him over the phone. Fucking get on Discord with him. Fucking something. Don't fucking text his mom with, like, a vague, you know, whatever. It's like, mom, he's hurting me. Help me. (laughs) Essentially. Fucking like literally high school trauma. I found it ridiculous. And the act man decided to uh, do a, you know, started pitching the, uh, like rallying people to have him uh, investigated by YouTube, seeing as this is a clear uh, abuse of their DMCA policy. And Mm -hmm. the doxing is very, you know, problematic as Mm -hmm. well. And YouTube went in, reviewed, and got back to the Actman and stated that they weren't going to take action against Quantum TV, that they saw that that there was nothing wrong with what he did. So uh, you meant to tell me, YouTube, that there's nothing wrong with someone doxing someone else? Is is that Uh, what you're telling me? And... Uh, the act man felt the, the felt that same sentiment there as well crazy because he started going on a huge like rampage on twitter of emotion yeah and memer memory he was memeing youtube mm-hmm. he made a video about the uh about the entire deal 
And he included video that some of the YouTube employees had posted on their own personal channels to the public. That was out publicly. Mm-hmm. To, show, you know, make an example and say, hey, you know, this is. You know, like, just, just I don't know why he did that either, but he also, you know, did something on Twitter along, the, like posted a tweet on Twitter along the lines in a mocking tone. Saying, hey, if Quantum TV conducts people's uh, families and get away with it on YouTube, I should be able to do the same with the, you know, families of people that work at YouTube. Ha ha. Like, you know, like yeah. clearly sarcastic. Yeah. In nature, because he's trying to make a point that, you know, it shouldn't be right for Quantum TV to get away with this. And YouTube's response was to remove him from the YouTube partner program <laughs> and demonetize his entire channel. And that is when shit got fucking wild, bro. Yeah. Fucking. Tell me about it. And you've been seeing stuff like the hashtag YouTube sides with hate going on for a long, a while now, a couple weeks at least because quantum TV has been exposed in every capacity by many people at this point after the fact for being very homophobic, racist, uh, banavating with a previously terminated channel belonging to him. And doxing among other things in previous instances before this he's been exposed for all of this and the, you know the shenanigans have just went insane from here like i've really seen some wild ones i know there's a drama drama commentator named uh called tommy c that hosts a sh- that he used to be on a, a podcast with keemstar called baited not sure if you've ever uh, seen that around crazy. I've heard about it, but I've never really yeah. seen it. But I have heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. He was on the baited podcast with Keemstar back in the day. He had uh J like he had J Station on his show. Oh fucking J Station. Right. And because J Station was someone that was like vocally on in support of uh Quantum TV yeah. on Twitter. And he decided to do a little bit on on uh, his show with Jay Station, where Jay Station would mockingly call the Act Man's mom at three a.m., which I just find a, I, I just kind of find that hilarious. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. <laughs> because Jay Station <laughs> is a huge fucking meme in the first place, yeah. and it kind of uh, and it kind of also brought out a bad side of the Act Man as well. Because then after the fact, you see the act man like making tweets like like someone should fucking report Tommy C's channel and stuff like that. The saying stuff like that in the heat of the moment. But it just didn't look good for him after that. Mm. And that's kind of where I've tabbed out from all this crazy. And I want to know how you feel about the entire uh, saga as it's went down to that point. I think... We really need to focus more on YouTube and what they're actually like doing here, because obviously Quantum TV broke TOS, uh, their TOS, YouTube's TOS, by the way, and they're siding with Quantum TV, which is really it really questions like, are they actually there for their content creators? Are they just there for the fucking money? Obviously, they're there for the fucking money, but 
it's just really fucked up to think about that YouTube doesn't even go by their own TOS guidelines anymore. And then we've seen um, this happen before as well. And hardly does Twitch either, though. So yeah. It's just, uh-huh. But it's just a really new a, low for Twitch to uh, to demonetize Ackman. It's a, uh, yeah, a crapshoot, bro. It is and a crapshoot. Removed them from uh from the partner program, like goddamn YouTube. And then and the actor was trying to ask YouTube for help, but look, look at what would happen. It's like I don't know, man. YouTube's just I guess I could put it YouTube being YouTube because YouTube is always like this. They never really go by their own TOS guidelines anymore. And then they get mad, yeah. and then they get mad and wonder why a lot of content creators go to other platforms just because. I mean, with YouTube, like the thing is, not a, there. There aren't really any other platforms that uh, do what YouTube does quite as well. Yeah, and and it's it's even come down to like Storyfire being one that everyone had been hopping up a while back. Oh yeah, Storyfire. Who uh... Storyfire <laughs> is basically Big yeah, yeah, Nuggets made that one, and it flopped to the point where. He had to sell it out to a crypto company that that does a lot of crypto business, yeah, or some company that does a lot of crypto business to you know keep the thing alive. He stepped away from it, and now they're on Twitter like begging people to you know come to their platform. At this point, it's just like it's yeah. Story story fire was a real shit show. It was a good. It looked good, but. And a lot can be said. A lot can be said for YouTube that can also be said for Twitch. Yeah. In that oh yeah. The back, like the back end technical side of things, is so hard to replicate on the level that YouTube and Twitch have them at respectively. Yeah. That it's going to be hard to counter and compete with that. And Twitch is a different story because YouTube has the means to back it up to compete with Switch, but they are focused in an entirely different direction. We don't know where YouTube's looking with that one, but it's just so fucking hard to replicate what Google and Amazon have set up for their subsidiaries being YouTube and Twitch, respectively, for Google and Amazon, that it's just hard to fucking make a platform that competes with them at the same level. Because if you do open a platform and say, hey, we're not going to be as lazy or or uh, strict, you know, we're not going to be as lazy with the enforcement or we're going to be less strict with certain rules. Yeah. A lot of right wing, uh, a lot of right wing uh, people flock to those platforms because they've been banned from sites like Twitch and YouTube because yeah. of some pretty radical ideals. And you end up with a shit show like uh, any Twitter alternative, where it's just a cesspool of like like right wing uh, ideals and fucking uh, terrible, terrible fucking Sonic the Hedgehog porn. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's what, literally one of the Twitter <laughs> alternatives. I remember hearing that it was literally. You can see the you can board. see that a, a lot of like platforms are not successful, like Storyfire or Mixer. Is what happened with Mixer as well? 
You can see that. Mixer could have Mixer could have went well, but they didn't really uh, support it as much as the Microsoft didn't really have the uh, like willingness to let that run in the red for long enough to so keep it going. Like to the they even got Ninja there. On the technicals, having Ninja and Shroud as a marketing move wasn't as good as something like actual investment. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. know. Investing into the platform and bringing smaller creators in. Yeah. If you bring more small and mid-range creators in, you're going to have a lot better of a time. But you got to create your own culture to beat Twitch. That's how you beat Twitch. you got to create culture on your platform. That will rival something like Twitch has. And that's what I've always said. Twitch's culture is its strongest fucking uh, strength. Bar none. Twitch's culture is its best fucking asset. The community on Twitch is the biggest asset. Mm -hmm. And it's just so hard to compete with Twitch and YouTube on a technical side because... They've got resources resources and two of the most powerful companies in the world funding them on the back end. So you're not going to find any companies really willing to do what they do on such a level. Unless we see a content creator coming and make their own platform. But we've seen that happen before with Storyfire. Yeah, it just doesn't go well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's really all my uh, my uh, thoughts on the whole Quantum TV versus Ackman drama. And another piece of uh, news here from the the Twitch side of things, I found this just kind of funny. It's some streamer drama. Ooh, streamer drama. Streamer we love to drama. hear about streamer drama. <laughs> <laughs> we love to hear about some good streamer drama. And this involves uh, two streamers that I know uh, Raptor doesn't really. Uh, really lack at all and this is uh hassan parker aka hassan abi getting butthurt over xqc's uh little streamer tier list that he did a while back like last week <laughs> man the the saga be like going on this is so fucking hilarious to me i love it <laughs> so it's for okay. those of you that don't know Hassan and XQC are two of the biggest streamers on Twitch. XQC being a big variety streamer, probably the biggest streamer on Twitch that speaks English. Yeah. If you can call what Hassan, what XQC says English, yeah. <laughs> if you can call the uh, sp- if you can call half of the things that come out of XQC's mouth English, Omega Lol. <laughs> but. He made a tier list of like 50 of the biggest, uh, 50 streamers on Twitch that are like, well, like big names. And our boy Hassan got rated a B tier streamer alongside people like, uh, I'm reading the fucking article and this is hilarious as fuck, bro. I'm reading the article right now. It's so hilarious. Alongside, and he said he put Hassan in the B tier because of the lack of versatility, seeing as Hassan only does like pull politics and talks about politics but he's on that list alongside people like pokimane who is one of the most well-known twitch streamers and is definitely not a name to be like ashamed to be aside either i would i would think but hassan got really mad 
and started going off on on XQC with all of this. Mm. It was it was nuts. Yeah, it's fucking. I'm reading the article now, bro. And uh, apparently, Hassan made a tier list as well in response to XQC's. And instead of like saying all oh, the streamer, like a streamer tier list, it was a boxing tier list. And uh, he put uh, XQC on the would utterly destroy tier. And uh, I just find it so fucking hilarious that Hassan did that. Well, that's not fair. It's like fuck. It. It's like when Tifu. It's like when Tifu and Ninja were like fucking dancing around the idea of boxing each other. It doesn't fucking work because Ninja is scrawny and fucking skinny. And then Tifu is is like you know actually built and fucking works out, and this would be the same with XQC and Hassan. XQC is a fucking string bean and doesn't fucking you know have any meat on his bones at all. Yeah. No offense, XQC, if you ever hear this for some fucking reason. There's no you know there's yeah. literally no meat on his bones. I can see how bony his shoulders look in this fucking picture. That I'm seeing on the article. And then there's Hassan, who's like looks like a typical gym bro. But somehow he has a he, somehow he has a small head. He's like Maha crazy. Yeah. Like Hassan is. And looks like he goes to the gym and shit, right? Yeah. But then he has a tiny head. So you're expecting me to say to think that XUC is expected to like you know, not only box somebody that looks like they weigh twice as much as him, but also aim at a head that looks like it's two-thirds the size of a normal just, human head. It's just so fucking hilarious that he did that. Like, that dang, like, he, got, he got way too good. For all I know, for all I know, I think, I think Hassan's deal is, like, his body is just large. Like, he's just got a built body. And his head is normal no, size. Nice, I think yeah. that's what it is. His head is normal size, but his body is just fucking large, right? Like, he's got gains. So, uh, I guess uh, congratulations on that workout routine. I don't want to be, like, slamming people no, over no, no. here. Was, and, yeah, like, no. I'm, like, trying to, like, go at people's appearances. But it's just no, no. funny to me how his son looks like he has a tiny head. <laughs> because of, like, his, like, physical stature. It's just... Uh, I can Like... I don't know, it's, it's just, hard to see uh, on his streams. It's hard to see on his streams because his face cam is usually zoomed in. But tell me if you've never seen a full side, like a full body pick of like Hassan. No. Does his body just look big and then his head yeah, just looks small just in comparison? <laughs> I mean, it's different for me because, like, you know, I, I like I'm like I'm a big guy and I have a big fucking head, so it just it just looks normally proportioned for me. Yeah. But. If I were to get really skinny like XQC, you'd see how large my fucking head is. Like it would be unnatural. Yeah. But it, w- I don't, I don't want to see XQC and Hassan box because that wouldn't be interesting. No. XQC versus Ninja, yes, yes, yes. that would actually. Be really XQC and Ninja, I would love to watch. But so, like the whole drama though goes from XQC giving Hassan a B rating on a tier list among 50 of the most popular streamers on Twitch mm-hmm. and him not even giving any bad criticism of Hassan. Oh, no, no. Literally just more said, re- Hassan re- would be higher tier if he played video games. Yep. That's literally all he said. Yeah. Fucking 
hilarious that Hassan fucking made a fucking boxing tier list, bro. <laughs> uh, fucking hell. Yeah. Well, you still there? Like, yeah, I'm here. Uh, I'm just reading this really, article, really man. Quiet. It is, <laughs> it is fucking so nuts. And then Hassan, you know, got like personally hurt to the point that he's like calling XQC out for like gam, you know, uh, doing gambling streams for children, which is something people were saying to Trainwreck last year. So I guess tra- I guess Trainwreck would be kind of happy about that one that the heat's off of him for the gambling stuff now. But I don't know. It's just so fucking funny to me that Hassan got hurt like emotionally off of a uh, t- tier list. Yeah, it's things. so fucking hilarious. When we know XQC is a very in the moment person and probably won't even remember half of what he said next week. Like I like like very much like myself. If I were to make a streamer tier list, I would forget half of my picks like two weeks later. And I feel XQC would be the same way. Not even gonna lie. Yeah. But God, I just found that shit so funny, man. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But we've been going for an hour and 25 minutes-ish at this point. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we're gonna have to do a uh, second episode or another episode this week. To get all the gamer news. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Because we've been going for so long here. I feel like. Yeah, an hour and 25. Ooh, I feel like we can come with a uh, bonus topic here at the last minute. Do we have any uh, buzzer beaters here for uh, tr- Twitter trending? Do we have one? Anything? See, I don't really see a lot. Not a lot on Twitter trending that's not about politics, and I'm not talking about politics. I mean, well, I'm, I not talk going, about, I'm not uh, going on. I'm not going on a date with you, crazy. We're not talking. I, about I could talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Will that's uh, fucking hilarious. I could talk about Bills. Goku if you want. The fucking he got a new Ultra Instinct for him. Get on. Rumored. No, no, he got it. He, oh, it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's confirmed in yeah, the manga. In the so manga, yet to be yeah. seen in the anime. Uh but the manga is still fucking. It's still. Uh, how do I, what's the word? Fucking. It's still after the anime, though. But obviously, the anime is going a different route now. Also, uh, crazy. Did you hear about like during the NBA finals when it was going on? That there were there was a uh, YouTuber impersonating uh, Golden State Warriors player Clay Thompson, no, and making content based off of it no. that got like banned from the Chase Arena, which is like where the Golden State Warriors play. Mm. So this dude, I think his name on YouTube is like Big Dolls TV or something like D A W because his name is like Dawson or something. Mm-hmm. And this man like did a uh, like he made his whole like get up. To, like, do his hair and, like, his, like, you know, his facial hair and stuff. Like, Clay Thompson, who's, like, the shooting guard for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. He's, like, you know, he's, like, a... He's, he's, like, uh, he's one of the Splash Brothers, right? He's not... He's the one that's not Steph Curry. 
Because I know you're not a sports person. No, no, no. So he's he's the other half of the uh, Splash Brothers duo. That's not Steph Curry. Because I know you know who Steph no, Curry yeah, is. No, yeah. Everyone knows who Steph Curry is. Yeah, he's the one that's not Steph Curry. And he was like, you know, this is the first time the Warriors went on deep playoff runs since the uh, the last time Clay Thompson got injured. And But when he was... When Clay Thompson was active the last time, this man did a video on YouTube doing the exact same thing where he pretended to be Clay Thompson and went out, was walking around outside interacting with fans outside of the arena. Uh-huh. And I can tell you, man, that first video had my brother and I fucking howling, laughing <laughs> how good it was. He was in the parking lot of the like old Golden State Warriors arena before they moved to uh, San Francisco. Uh-huh. From Oakland. Yeah. And he made, like, he did a video going around in the parking lot, like, asking fans in the parking lot for, like, for beers, like, that were tailgating. He was, like, he drank one. He, like, shotgunned a beer in front of uh, some fans. And they were all, like, you know, having a fucking good, like, good time with it. And then he was, like, hey, hey, can I have a road beer? And they tossed him a road beer. (laughs) And then he gets up to the like the security at the arena. He's got the cameras around him and shit, right? Yeah. So he kind of looks more legit. Mm-hmm. And plus, he's like a decently tall dude. He's like six. He's like maybe six three, six four. So he's like taller than everybody else yeah. too. But he's not as tall as the actual Clay Thompson, who's six foot seven. Mm-hmm. And he gets to the security at the at the tunnel for where the players enter at the arena. Yeah. And this this black lady working in security just comes out and is like, Clay Thompson, is that you? Come in, baby. And runs up and gives him a hug. (laughs) Like, bro, it killed me. (laughs) And this man apparently went up, like, did the same shtick this year Mm. at the finals Mm. and got banned from the Chase Center. And it was just, like, it was so fucking hilarious well, for me finding out that he went and did it again I have yet to watch his new like ordeal mm-hmm. but I've gotta watch that after this podcast goes off <laughs> I'm gonna play the original video for you in the discord here after that crazy so you can get a uh, taste of that sounds good sir <laughs> but he was banned from the chase center for impersonating Clay Thompson which was basically for, you know, clicks because he did it for YouTube mm-hmm. in, I think, 2016, 2017, one of those years. Mm-hmm. And he got a big video off of it. It was fucking great. Yeah. Like, that video is one of my favorites of all time when it comes to, like, NBA shit. And that's definitely way better than the shit that Vitaly ZD did where he, like, streaked the court during the, the finals when the Cavaliers were in the finals. Mm-hmm. That one year, it was better than that because you're literally trolling the fans into thinking that you're Clay Thompson. That was so fucking funny. And again, and also, what really got me was Clay Thompson seemed upset in the uh, like press conference interviews that they did with him concerning the whole ordeal. Yeah. He comes off like I know you're not a big basketball guy, but mm-hmm. he comes off as very laid back and like chill. Because mm-hmm. he's like stoic and quiet, you know. He he doesn't really like you know go like he's not really loud when it comes to like addressing stuff. 
he's not really loud or like obnoxious in a lot of ways, like his teammate Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. And everyone just thought Clay Thompson would brush it off, but he seemed kind of offended by it too. He seemed kind of uh, mad that people were like convinced that it was actually him. Mm-hmm. And that just seemed kind of like not very Clay Thompson of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed very not Clay Thompson of him to be that way. And I, and I just found it fucking hilarious that he did it again this year. Like, Big shout out to that man. <laughs> but I think that's a wrap for us this week on the podcast. We're at the one hour, 32 minute mark. Yeah. And I am racking up quite a uh, headache at this point. We'll have to continue and do a uh, bonus episode or a, another episode entirely, depending on the length. We're going to let you guys know on Twitter yeah, how that goes we'll let you guys know. for all goes. the gaming showcase news. Because we do want to get that to you guys. I know a lot of you are very yeah. excited to hear about those gaming showcases and what's to what's to come. Yeah. I know uh, my cousin sent a uh, question in for episode twenty one about the uh, me- the new the, the game new meta. meta, and we thought it was going to be something like Tarkov. But uh, no, it's boy, not. Boy, we <laughs> we were, were so wrong. Boy, oh boy. We're, yeah, we were so fucking wrong. This year's Summer Games Fest. Uh. We, we counted at least 10 games with the same like premise mm-hmm. and we're going to go over that in that episode. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned. Stay tuned guys. But at this point, thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it this far into the podcast, we appreciate you guys so much thank, for thank coming in every single time for supporting and giving us. us love and support. Uh, please slap the like button on these podcasts. They help us a lot on YouTube. Uh, comment something down below in the comment section if mm-hmm. you enjoyed this one. It helps us on the YouTube algorithm a lot. Uh, it gets the video. It gets the video out there on more people's home pages. Maybe more people will spam moth memes. Now that we so we're gonna do result. now that we're gonna do a separate episode for the gaming. Uh, I have a question for the viewers. Uh, what is your favorite video game and why? Just put it down in the comments and we will go through them next episode. Since it's oh, going to be all about right on. About yeah, if you don't know what to comment, do that one. Yeah, yeah. For sure. No, I'll, I'll personally go through them on that fucking episode. And uh, one I've got, if you uh, do manage to find us on Twitter and follow us at Wildebeest674 and at UICrazy underscore, uh, please do uh, let let us know what you guys think of the new ad incentives uh, from Twitch. Yeah, uh, I wanna, sure I'm know. curious to hear more people's opinions on that now that I've explained my process behind the math that I did. And we're going to leave all of those descript- all of those uh, links in the description below for Cornish uh, for all of Cornish's links, uh, his Twitch and YouTube as well as the MGN YouTube. Uh, we're going to leave one for Gothic Snow Angel, who is our new friend, our new streamer friend we met uh, in my, one of my encounters in Psycho Frontier. Mm-hmm. She's a very wholesome and uh, great person to hang with, so we're going to leave her link in the description here as well, as well as the Rogue Ayad twitter and discord links in the description below and until next time guys thank you guys we so are much. gonna bid you farewell thank you bye